the issues that you might have within you, you will see those issues play out in your business. Like if you're scatterbrained and you're not organized, your business will start to reflect that trait in you. Jared, Mustrick yeah. Williams. What's up, man? <laughs> Nothing, dude. Chilling, having a good time in the basement. Coffee's kicking in. It's good. Nice. Looking good. I like your lights. Yeah, thanks, man. There's a little blue one in the corner. Um, yeah. Which, uh, you know, it's cool. Um, I'm trying to make my screen bigger, dude. And it's like bugging me. I can't do it. Oh, dude. Work is hard. Dude, work is hard. <laughs> um, well, we were talking um, about right before we decided to trigger this event about... Yeah. Well, we were talking about you're waking up really early right now. You're waking up at 4 a.m. and 4 a.m. Stuff done. Yeah, boy, Alex Hormozzi, you know, shout out to so, the Hormozzi yeah. Nation. Like I was going to tell you about this on our last podcast, but then we got like sidetracked. Sure. Where, um, because we were talking about schedule, and I don't even remember what we got sidetracked on, but I, uh, <laughs> I don't remember either. It was <laughs> like awesome. The whole talk, hundred percent awesome. Like, it was one hundred percent rad. Um, Dude, it was the whole talk started with me going, Hey, I got a new way to schedule my life. I've been like mm -hmm. trying to figure out a schedule that works where I can be productive and actually yeah. get stuff done. One thing I have learned about myself, it's in the last couple of months is that I solely base my feeling of productivity. Like if, like I'm having a good day, if I'm productive and then sure. Yeah, sure. My, if I'm productive is based on if I got stuff done at work, right? Like yes. I, li I like to work a lot and I like to move forward in work and I like to see progress be made. And so mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. me on a every day or weekly or monthly basis, I want to see forward progress on something. And that, that might be like, I got a little addicted to that. Um, doing my plumbing business, you know, because I, mm. I got to like, there was so much forward movement and so much going on mm -hmm. every day. It was so fast, very fast. And so fast. And it was so exciting. It was just, it was fun. Um, but during that time, I did a really terrible job of, of you know, being a good dad and a good husband. <laughs> Not that I was a bad dad or a bad husband, but I, pro I definitely yeah, didn't prioritize, prioritize time for those things. So, right. Mm. Since I've been in Florida, you know, I've been trying to figure out like, how do I win at work, win at my marriage, win at being a dad and win at being a friend and win it still like making time for me to get smarter, like investing in myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I think I haven't figured out except like what I'm like three or four days in and I'm tired. Yeah. Let me, uh, and, I just listened to real quick. I just listened to a podcast yesterday that talked about um, the addictive nature of success. Yeah. And how, um, unfortunately on the podcast, they didn't, they talked about this for like three seconds, which sort of annoyed me because I thought the podcast was going to be about, it was Joe Rogan and they just oh, talked yeah, about yeah. fights for oh. like two and a half hours. <laughs> that was pretty much it. But the guy brought up this point where he was like, I was addicted to success mm -hmm. and that's why I did the things I did. And I was so furious when I wouldn't become successful. And I realized it because it was this addictive behavior that I mm -hmm. had acquired or I had nurtured, mm -hmm. which I never really thought about it that way because, you know, we look at it and we're like, okay, well, I need to do the things I need to do to become successful. And it's not yep. like this addiction, it's this necessity, but yeah. then it becomes an addiction. Like you just perfectly laid out where you're like, I'm addicted to this feeling of moving forward. And yeah. if I don't feel like I'm moving forward, then you start to tell yourself like, Jared, you're an idiot for not moving forward and you're doing a bad job. Yep. And you start to sort of like talk down to yourself when in reality, 
you're just in the middle of an addiction of sorts and you're beating yourself up for something that you know you probably have a little control over or you're not even seeing very honestly maybe that's my whole problem maybe that you're just a, maybe i'm you're just addicted to success. success but i want to be successful in like all areas right yeah so there is so, this other point that that um, they brought up, sorry, I just want to finish with it's, this point. It's There's the this, balance of it. That's tough. Exactly. And yeah. so the guy said that like, like, I actually think it was Joe Rogan. He said something like, like equilibrium is like the important metric that we're going for mm -hmm. because I mean, everybody knows this, right? If you're hundred percent successful in your business, then mathematically speaking, you can't be successful in anything else because you're capped out, right? You've done right. all the business stuff and that's it. Like you're, like your marriage is going to suck. Your kids are going to hate you because you're hundred percent successful in business. Yep. So it's finding this equilibrium in all your areas. That is the key. And that's, you know, that's what we have to keep in our heads when we're doing what we're doing. Right. And then how do you structure that? And I think like, because we all only have so much time in a day. Right. And there are things you can do to get your time back in business and you should do those things. So like if you're growing your plumbing business, well, you can hire technicians. Once right. you have enough technicians, then you can solely move into just management role. And then you can grow your business and then you can solely move into, you know, ownership role. And then you can really mm -hmm. refine your business. And then you really just only have to spend a little bit of time on your business. Mm -hmm. So you can do these things to get your time back. I think what a lot of business owners fall into is like, like you said, they get addicted to that success and then they just fill up their time with more things. And that's what I would do. And I right. would, I would not structure my day in a way where it made sense, where I could get maximum amount of work done in the shortest time possible so that I still had time for right. exercise, learning my wife, you know, right my my daughter all that other good stuff friends mm. church that kind of stuff mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so for me i think like looking at it like i wrote down everything that i had to do in one day and i wrote down like how much time those things take and then i mm -hmm. you know i try i put them in a calendar and i was trying to structure them and mm -hmm. and figure out how to move them around so that everything works together mm -hmm. um and it was like impossible <laughs> And I was like, okay, so I got, I like, we talked about this, like you came, yeah. I talked to you about this and you came up with a solution where it freed up, a, we freed up one of our employees time, which then in turn mm -hmm. mean, meant that he could take on some of the tasks that I was doing and that freed mm -hmm. up some of my time. And then I rearranged my schedule in a way that it, so far it works really well. So I've been waking up at 4am and mm -hmm. I brush my teeth. I come downstairs. I make a french press thing a coffee takes mm -hmm. me about 15 minutes i'm at work by like 4 15 4 20 mm -hmm. i'm in my office i'm working mm -hmm. um and actually i've been structuring it so the night before i do my bible reading i do my journal and then i write down what i'm gonna do tomorrow right and then i then that way i've got it i wake up i do my coffee i come to my office i grab my journal mm -hmm. and i look in there and i'm like what was I going to do to what was I supposed to do today? <laughs> yeah. And I just start checking those things off. Right. Right. And it's like, I've been so productive the last three days, despite having like a, even a bunch more going on in my life. Um, mm -hmm. It's been rad. Like I've been able to, I've been able to get work done and feel like I'm moving forward at least that 1% every day. Um, 
I've exercised all those days. I've mm-hmm. been done with work earlier. I've spent time with my family, spent time with my wife, you know, did some things with my daughter, made dinner even. It's been awesome. Hmm. But here's the catch. I'm like getting kind of tired. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I wrote down as you're speaking, the idea of like novelty, like novelty is really exciting. Like new things, new ways of doing things is awesome. And I think there's like a physiological component to it because you get this kick, right? You're like, oh my gosh, especially like, let's tie it back into the addiction conversation where like, okay, your body noticed that you have become very successful in these waking up early. And then you get this kick of endorphins and this dopamine and that surges you through the rest of your day. You're like, I found it. This is what I'm (laughs) going to do. And then you love your family well and you do this stuff and you start to like generate this momentum. But meanwhile, you're sacrificing the only thing in your life that has any ability to rehabilitate you, which is your sleep. Yep. And so at the end, like it's, if you can figure out your sleep, then you can protect that. Like this is my opinion, right? Is if you can protect your sleep, then you can do whatever you want. And if that right. means you go to bed asleep by eight so that you can wake up at four and get that eight hours of sleep that we're supposed to get. Mm-hmm. And I've listened to a lot of people and like, I used to think I could survive on six. I thought I was a six hour sleep guy. And what I tell people, cause I used to wake up at like 3am, go to work, work 12 I've hours. I've always heard everybody's a, you're either set, you're like seven to nine hours. Yeah. That's kind of what I've heard. And I've known and then I've heard who've like gotten six, but I look at them. I'm like, dude, you look tired. So here's the thing. There's no way you're not tired. This is what I tell people. I'd be like, I'd be like, yeah, man, I can function on like five to six hours average. And then without fail, I would say this with such confidence. And then I would say this next line every time I would say, oh, except I almost always fall asleep on the drive home. (laughs) Without fail. I I would tell people that. that. And like I would, and you know, like I'd be so confident with the first thing. And then that second thing would come as I realized that what I'm saying is actually bullshit. And then like, wait a second. Every time too. Yeah, and then I go and be like, "Oh, I'm so tired." <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, and I did that for a long time. Um, but I just, for me, I sleeping is very important. And for the last two weeks, I think two weeks, I've um, I've just focused on like, okay, I'm just gonna go to bed and get eight hours of sleep. Yeah. And luckily with my schedule, you know, I start work at nine. And so I can go to bed at 10 and still get eight hours of sleep and still get my workout in. Um, I'll lose yeah. out if I do that on certain things, right? If I don't get up early enough, I'll lose out on, you know, prayer, or Bible reading, my own reading time, because yeah. then my day just stretches. So if I can go to bed at eight and then wake up at four, which is what I want to do, then yeah. I can like do a whole bunch more. But I don't want to sacrifice all that sleep because in my, in my experience, yeah. it's just the diminishing returns kick in and then you actually become less productive over the long run. And then like, I wake up at four when I'm really tired and I do like at 45 minutes of stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I'm literally falling asleep at my desk. I might as well just go back to sleep. Like screw it. It's not even worth it. Yeah. That doesn't work. I think like, I think you're right. Um, I think I'm going to, I'm going to do it one more day. I'll recoup on the weekend. I'll just sleep Mm -hmm. in on the weekend. I think next mm-hmm. week I'm going to try waking up at five bed by 10 up at five, try the seven hours. Sure. Usually I go get in bed about nine 30 and I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, if I fall, if I just crawl in bed at nine 30, I'm sleeping by like nine 31. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty lucky on that regard. Like I don't yeah. take a long time to fall yeah. asleep. Um, but so if I can be sleeping by 10, wake up at five, I'll see how I do for a week on seven hours. I'll let yeah. you know. I'll let you know next week. 
How and the go? cool thing, and the cool thing about your lifestyle is you like you already eat healthy, right? Because I think a big part of this is people will try these things and they won't drink enough water and they won't eat healthy. Yeah. But they're like, oh, I'm gonna try this whole new sleep cycle thing. But like, not not everything is firing yet. So right. like, I think you have a good chance to be able to like, you have a really good test case for seven hours because you're eating well and you're, you're exercising, you're doing all these other things. So you're not like gonna screw yourself. Yep. Yeah, that's probably an important thing to think about too. Like, like business owners, they really need to protect their schedule. Um. Yeah like we talked about and really, cause I remember man doing like, there were times growing my plumbing business where it was like, dude, like, where am I going to find time to get this done? And I remember Eric getting or you know, Eric getting her, we would always, mm -hmm. he would always tell me, you only got time for what you got time for. And it would piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> dude, what out? Like I'd be complaining to him. Yeah. Dude, I got to get this done. I don't have any time for it. I don't know how to make time for it. Dude, you only have time for what you make time for. He's like, Oh, mm -hmm. Like, shut up, dude. You work at the church. You just <laughs> That's do not whatever helpful, you, you know? want. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but he was right. Uh, you really do. You only have time what you make time for. And like scheduling a time for something and then committing to it is the mm. only way you're going to get the stuff done that you need to get done. So like growing your plumbing business, you got to work on your hourly rate calculator, right? You need to mm -hmm. work on your price book. That takes a, That's a lot of effort, right? <laughs> Yeah. And you're trying to go to work every day, trying to get jobs done, get jobs built, probably take care of your schedule, you know, do all those things. Mm. So how do you, how do you get it all done? Like I've had a ton of people come to me and be like, dude, I, I, how do you find the time to get all this stuff done that to, to keep my plumbing business moving forward? I think there's, there's two parts to that. I actually think there's three parts to that. Um, there's, you only have time for what you make time for, right? So you got to make mm -hmm. time for those things. And then I think you really got to protect your schedule. So like when you do make time for those things, you don't let anything else get mm -hmm. in the way of that time. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think like as you grow, so like in the beginning, you're going to have to do that. And you're going to have to probably set aside extra time. Sure. If you're just starting out and you're answering the phone and you're handling your schedule and you're running the calls and you're trying to build a customer and you're trying to pay all your bills, you're going to have to be working Monday through Friday, eight hours a day in your business. And then you're going to mm -hmm. have to set aside time after that or before that or on weekends to work on your mm -hmm. business. Mm -hmm. um, but then you're going to very quickly probably get to this point where it's like, okay, I've got some money in the bank. I'm busy as I'll get out. I need to carve out some time to start working on my business during working mm -hmm. hours. Mm -hmm. So like an example of that is like hiring a CSR. Like I had, your wife was my first CSR, right? And it was like mm -hmm. total game changer. Total like I was totally mind blown. I was nervous as I'll get out to hire somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, like, I didn't even know your wife that well at that point in time. No, I didn't even I know you like that well at that point in time. Like I knew you see, way better than your wife. Were we doing house church at that time? I like, think it was before that. But I think me and you had just started like talking a bit. Yeah, because we, we probably connected on the house church idea around that time. Yeah. And that's where our sort of relationship 
like we actually came into the circles, the same circles. Yeah. And then maybe my wife just left her job or something. And then you were like, she oh, did. well, she did. She know? was working at uh, that physical therapy place. Right. Yep. And she just left that. And yep. we would and talk about that. Left. And it was like a couple mm-hmm. weeks later. And I was like, you know, I spend a lot of time taking phone calls, writing my schedule down, worrying about jobs in the future. And I asked my coach and I was like, should I hire somebody to answer my phone? And he was like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was like, okay. And it was the first time I'd ever hired anybody. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um, and so it was scary. And I, and I remember thinking like, I went to my coach and I was like, dude, that was, that freaked me out. And he was like, well, yeah. how come? Like, why did it freak you out? Cause you're going to have to do this mm-hmm. a lot more. So <laughs> you figure out sure, why yeah, it freaked yeah. you out. Uh-huh. Um, and it was really just like, I had controlled the phone and the schedule and giving that up to somebody else was scary because then now mm-hmm. it's out of my control, right? Mm-hmm. But what it did was free up a ton of my time and a ton of my brain space. So now I didn't have to work all day to pay the bills and put money in the bank and I could actually start working on my business during that time. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I think like that's the second key of it, right, is as you go through your plumbing business, there's always going to be these times where you're growing and it's going to require a lot from you. And you're going to be doing these tasks over here because you had to. But there's going to be a time where you have to ask yourself, do I need to do these tasks anymore? So yeah, I, sure. always, I always mm-hmm. would make a giant list of all the things I'm doing. And I would do this every, I don't know, month or two or anytime I felt like, like I had too much to do or I was overwhelmed or I was stressed out, I would just make a giant list and I would ask myself a few questions. Like, can I automate this so that I, so that nobody has to do it? Like, can it be automated? If it can't Mm -hmm. be automated, can I delegate it to somebody else? And then probably, probably even before you ask yourself those, you should be asking yourself, should I actually even be worrying about this right now? Sure. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Should I, is this something that even needs to be done? Like, do I mm-hmm. even really need to do this or can I not do this at all? Or can I just do this at a later date? Right. Right. <clears throat> right. A lot of people mm-hmm. are getting mm-hmm. overwhelmed just because they have like this giant task list. But really, if they look at it, they don't need to be working on all that stuff. I mean, that's basically mm-hmm. what coaching is, right? It's like, hey, just yeah, work, on sure. these, work on these few things. Like if you, yeah. if you really want to move ahead, work on these few things. It's identifying those to your client because you've been there and you can say, I know it's mm-hmm. going to move you forward. Mm-hmm. Just focus on these few things. That's yeah, the power. Sure. That's really the power of coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's focus. It's focus, focus and yeah. like emotional support as well. Sure. Yeah. From, yeah. Someone who's been there. Yeah. Cause none of your family's been there and they're all going to think you're crazy. And so to have yeah. a coach there going, no, you're not crazy. This is a really yep. good idea. Trust me. Mm-hmm. I've done it. You're going to be successful. And mm-hmm. success is like, it's this close. It's right around the corner. That's mm-hmm. super powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, where was I going with that? Well, you were going to have three things. and But I don't actually remember where you're going with your three things. But you were going to like, I'm going to make these three points. Dude, okay. The um, first one <laughs> was... You literally only have time what you make time have what you make yep. time for. So, mm-hmm. and the way you make time for things is your schedule, and protecting mm-hmm. your schedule. Like, tell yep. yourself, mm-hmm. I work from eight a.m. to five p.m. 
Mm-hmm. And maybe, or and then I, maybe I work on some extra stuff between five and six or five and seven. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I put my kids to bed at six and then I work on on the business from like seven to nine. Or maybe mm-hmm. I wake mm-hmm. up early on Saturday and I work on it. Or maybe I wake up early during the week and work on it or whatever works mm-hmm. best for you, mm-hmm. right? But make sure mm-hmm. and schedule that time and sure. like, keep your schedule and figure yeah. out a schedule that works for you. Like that's what I've been struggling with. I haven't had a schedule that's worked for me. I've been trying to figure out how to schedule my stuff so that it works for what I got going on, what my right. family's got going on, where right. I am at life. Right. It doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody else. Of course. Like not everybody's going to want to wake up at four or five in the morning. No. Um, and then the third thing was just a- like ask yourself those questions. Do I right. actually need to do this? Can I do it later? Um, do I need to do it at all? Mm-hmm. Can I automate it? And then if you can't automate it, can I delegate this to somebody else? Or Mm -hmm. do I need to hire somebody? Am I at the point Mm -hmm. where I need to hire somebody else so that then I don't have to do all this stuff, right? Or can I hire somebody else to do these other things that are less important so it'll free me up to do these things that are actually more important, right? Right, right. And that's going to be a constant process throughout your entire business. Mm-hmm. And you just constantly have to ask yourself those things and then define what it is that you should be working on. Mm-hmm. Then make time for it and then schedule it. And that's how you get right. stuff done. Right. There's that saying, I know you've probably heard it, the mm-hmm. like 80% of your revenue or 80% mm-hmm. of your success or 80% of your push forward, like your results is based mm-hmm. on 20% of your effort. Mm-hmm. And so if you can yeah. mm-hmm. figure out what, what out of all the things you have to do that out of the hundred percent of the thing tasks that you have to do, what are the 20% that are going to be responsible for generating more revenue in your business or mm-hmm. moving your business mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. to where you want to go? Mm-hmm. If you can identify what those are and then wipe out the rest of the 80% or as much of it as you can, Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, make time for that 20% and then schedule that 20%. Mm-hmm. Now imagine how much faster your business is going to move forward because you're working on the things that are moving your business forward and you're not mm-hmm. getting bogged down by all this other crap, right? Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. only focused on the things that are going to push you forward, drive you forward, make you mm-hmm. more money, grow your business, right? Mm-hmm where it's at so so tell me what you think about this because sometimes i know like for me if i find like the thing that i should probably do is like a a complicated task that i don't really want to do for whatever reasons right maybe it's just not the type of work i want to do it's just stupid or it's tedious like in my mind a price book would probably qualify for this answer where you're like oh my god (laughs) yeah it's not the i hate this (laughs) like this is so boring and it's just gonna make my brain melt um So I've been thinking about like, okay, what are the steps we can do to sort of um, make ourselves understand how important it is to do it? And what I wanted to ask you is if you think about, if you phrase it in this way, like, well, if I don't do this step, what will happen? What are the negative consequences of me, one, delaying the step or not doing the step? Because if we're talking about a price book, Mm -hmm. to me, and the little that I know, seems like that's a pretty important thing that the longer you wait on that, Mm -hmm. it's really going to hamper your business growth. 
because you might have your hourly rate, but if your hourly rate actually isn't transferred into your whole product, mm-hmm. then you're not really going to change. You don't have you don't have any tools to change anything. Right. So it's like you could sit down and be like, okay, if I don't do this, like when you're when you you know you just finished your long day and you're like, yeah. okay, I'm going to go do my stupid price book after dinner for two hours instead of like hanging out with the wife watching Netflix or whatever you mm-hmm. want to do. Like, what's going to motivate you in that? You could be like, well, if I don't do this, then I will never achieve this. This will never happen yep. or this won't happen. I was thinking like, what do you think about reverse engineering these tasks that we think suck so that one, we could determine their validity because yep. if I reverse engineer it and I'm like, actually nothing bad will happen. Maybe this is a waste of time. <laughs> well, oh my maybe gosh. I don't need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Or you reverse engineer it and you're like, okay, nothing will happen in my business if I don't do this task. I wanted to hear what your thoughts on that. I think that's were. probably legitimate, but I would be careful because like you might not fully understand what that thing's going to do in your business. Sure. Mm-hmm. So like if somebody else is telling you, Hey, you need to do this thing, trust me, mm-hmm. but you don't quite understand why, or you don't understand the consequences of not doing it. Then that could be a dangerous question to ask yourself because you might sure. not do something that you really should be doing. Sure. So I don't know how they would look at that to determine that, but like in the price book example, right? By not getting your price book done, you're then requiring, like, you can't scale. Right. You could get a couple techs, but then the more technicians you get, the messier it's going to get. And it's actually going to take up a ton of your time just Mm -hmm. handling that mess. So if you could get the price book done and get it in your technician's hands in a way that they can use it and it's it's good, then it's going to free up a bunch of your time managing this mess, okay? Mm-hmm. And you might not realize that when you're in the beginning stages of your business, especially right. like if it's just you and you're just you're fine going out and like right. building building the price mm-hmm. on the spot mm-hmm. and telling the customer mm-hmm. the price, right? Where you might not have the insight to be like my my guys are not going to be able to do that. Like they yeah, sure. they need a price book, mm-hmm. like because that's something mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of. Like how how my guys are not going to perform as well as I did, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way. It's mm-hmm. because I had so much incentive to do well. Right, sure. Because everything was on the line. Mm-hmm. So, and it was mine, and I cared about it more than anything, right? Right. Your guys mm-hmm. are not like that. So, right. So I would be careful asking yourself that question. I think it's a good question to ask, but... If there's something that you know that you should be doing, like somebody else told you you should be doing it, or you heard it sure, on a podcast, like you should be working mm-hmm. on your price book, you should probably be like, I, need, I should probably work on my price book. Right? Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Because if you don't like, if you don't have the experience or the vision to like maybe think in that big picture, yeah. then you just don't know how to think in that way. Because it's like, I think even like now, like designing systems for Plum Social down the road, like we were talking yesterday using our CRM to be able to automate a bunch of things, just communications between coworkers and between clients. Where like in my head, I'm like, okay. I mean, for me, that's sort of different because I think it's a fun project. But Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where like I worked on it for like three hours yesterday Uh and I felt like I didn't make any progress because I was learning the (laughs) systems. And afterwards, my wife was like, so what'd you do today? And I was like, I don't think I did anything. I just sat around. And then she's like, well, tell me what you did. And I was like, okay, well, I called all these people. I handled all this stuff. I did all these like things I needed to do. And then I learned this and I moved the ball slightly forward. And then I was like, you know, I guess I did do stuff yesterday. 
I didn't walk away with like a prize. Like, look, I have a thing I made. I but yep. I did walk away with a a movement towards a goal, yep. which. For us people who are like built on like, I need a metric of my success. Mm-hmm. Um, you might be able to identify with this a little bit where if I don't have like a tangible product in my hand when I've done that work, I feel like I've done something wrong. Yeah, dude. But the reality is, is sometimes that product is three weeks down the road, but I yeah. need to continually input to getting to that product. And that's probably how I need to measure. Did I do like, did I do a good job today? Like, well, I moved the needle. Yeah. I increased towards this. Like I worked on my price book this much. I'm not done with it, but I did this many more things. Yep. I did this many more things. Yep. And then before you know it, you're like, Hey, I actually finished and not so to that, get discouraged. Cause I didn't finish in one night. Yeah. That right there, that was a really tough thing for me to get over when I moved out of the field and into the office because as a plumber out in the field, I was so used to like, Every day there was a finished something, right? right. There, was a, there was a physical change on somebody's plumbing that right. I could step back and go, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Or at least I I'm like, that. even if I'm like on a multi-day project, you could still look That's back good. and be like, I made a lot of progress, right? Mm-hmm. I'll be back tomorrow and I'll finish it. Or I'll be back two right. days from now and this will be finished. Mm-hmm. It's going to be sweet. So you mm-hmm. get used to that. And then moving mm-hmm. into the office, it was like, there's never ending amounts of stuff to do. Like right. I could be here forever. <laughs> just be fiddling. You're just fit, you could fiddle all day. And never get done, right? Mm-hmm. So like in your situation, what I learned to do was, and this will be helpful for anybody who's like transitioning from in the field to being the manager in their business. Um, when there was stuff where I had to spend time learning or multi-day um, things mm-hmm. like a price book or anything like that. I would split mm-hmm. it up into really small pieces, right? So yep. like 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 you, you had to learn this thing about high level. So I would say, okay, mm-hmm. on my task list today is learn how to do this thing in high level. Right, sure. And that would give me that, okay, I got something done. I learned it. I learned the thing. Yep. I didn't get the thing done, but I learned mm-hmm. it. Gives you that, mm-hmm. I checked this off. I actually got something mm-hmm. done. Makes you feel good. Like with a price book, I would split it down into like tiny little chunks. Like, okay, um, I'm going to think about this as the bathroom and I'm going to think about just the toilet and I'm going to get the toilet done. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do all the pieces for a toilet and all my options for a toilet. I'm going to get all that stuff done. Okay. And then bam, I don't know, an hour later, two hours later, I got the toilet done. (laughs) Sweet. Mm -hmm. I get to check that off. I got the toilet done. And then you feel like you got Mm -hmm. something done. It's just looking at things in in much smaller pieces. Yeah, that's yeah, that's super helpful because yeah. then you still get that tangible result, uh-huh. or you like, because yeah, because sometimes you can just get sucked into the information pit and you can just oh, circle yeah. the drain and you can actually never really you could actually not get anything done, but yep. like having like this marker of like oh like once you understand what you're doing like when you're doing something new like okay I don't even know what a marker is but once you identify like okay this is what I need to do then you can just like write that down like oh I need to create this and this like yep. for me it's like okay I need to create a second calendar and a new automation boom once I have that now I have a thing I can go cool I did yep. a thing now what's next yeah so like for me when I am writing in my journal I always write the things that I need to do today or tomorrow depending on when I'm doing my journal mm-hmm. I purposely break it up in my journal that way. So if I write down mm. something that's a long project, 
I'll then, you know, kind of tab over and down and I'll split that yep. long project up into pieces yep. so that the next day when I get there, cause I'll, I'll have a tendency to just bust through the long project with no breaks or anything. Right. Um, but if I split it up, then I can check each piece off. And even if I don't get the whole project done, I'll still feel good about it. Yep. And I'll tend to like take breaks between and actually do better at the project. Right. Yeah. Cause you're not rushing towards the end finish goal. You're actually just, you're just trying to accomplish each task, which then yep. build into the big goal. Just little before you know thing. it, you got the thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of funny how like over and over again, by the end of the year, you'll be, what's the statistic? It's like not, it's not 365%, like 1% better every day equals something. It's, yeah. It's like a thousand percent better. I don't know. Yeah. It's a lot. It's yeah. more, but than it compounds. percent. It compounds. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's so funny. Like business, business is so funny because it's like you're constantly trying to motivate yourself to do things. And you're <laughs> constantly trying to like figure out like this whole conversation is revolving around us. Like almost like how can I trick myself into doing things better? We're yeah. not tricking ourselves, but we're working ourselves into a new mode of being that is more effective than what it was before. Yeah. And so it's like before, like if you're not a business owner and you just go to work and you just do your job, like it's a different thought. But then once yeah. you like sort of go outside the business, you just sit there thinking like, how can I optimize all these weird things about myself yeah. to like be more productive? And you just get these weird head spaces. Yeah. And it's just kind of, it's just kind of a funny, it's a funny thing that we work on ourselves the whole time. Yeah, it is. We, it's, we, it is weird. And like, <laughs> like even in all that, like you have to make time to do what you just said to like, think about those things, right? Yeah. To think about to yourself, think about how you're using your time to think about yeah. how you're acting, how you have to think yeah. about your business. Like you have to take time mm. to just think, or you're not going to make it. Like if you're and constantly it's so, doing, 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 so doing, 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 yep. you're just going to yep. be over there. You could be way off course, you know, doing, Yep. And if you just took a second to think, you might be like, holy crap, what am I doing? Why am I working Dude, on this? I know. I should be yeah. way over here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Huh. It's, kind of, it's kind of a funny deal. And and it's so important, like the, what you said about like taking time to like think about yourself and work on yourself because yeah. really your business will become an extension of yourself. So yep. I would I would guess that the issues that you might have within you, you will see those issues play out in your business. Like if you're scatterbrained and you're not organized, your business will start to reflect that trait in you you know yep. if you are like a totalitarian dictator and this is how it is that will start to reflect itself yes so it's like there's so much and i guess you use your business as sort of like a foil on yourself like if your business is starting to do one direction you could go back and be like is my life like this yeah am man, i out of am control I scattered and organized like wait a second yeah. you know like maybe try to do it both ways yeah i got one more thing to say before we end this thing on that note like if you're going through business and you're like, and you have that realization, you take the time to think and you're like, dang, I am scattered and organized or unorganized. Mm -hmm. And that hurts me in these areas. Well, it's not that you all of a sudden have to become unscattered, sure. and unorganized. You might be able to pull somebody in and have them do these things that need to be organized and not scattered, right? Mm -hmm. um, so knowing like what you're bad at and sh you should be working at getting better at it, but knowing what you're bad at and where you're good at, if you can mm -hmm. focus on the things that you're good at and get other people to focus on the things that you're bad at who are actually good in those areas, mm -hmm. you're going to be so much better off. Yeah. So much better off. Definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah. Cool, dude. Cool. Good, good talk, Jared. Appreciate you. Thanks, man. Good combo, man. We'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>